Rise and shine, everybody. It's time to wake up with Susan. Spiritual awakening can be a beautiful, messy, and sometimes lonely journey. So let's do it together. I'm your host, Susan Sutherland. I'm an intuitive healer and spiritual mentor. We are all called to rise up above our conditioning and limiting beliefs and shine our light on ourselves and others. So let's get to it. Hi, everybody. Thank you for joining me for another episode. We are still in May, which is Mindset Matters. And today is a very special episode to me because I am going to share with you some stories and parables that really made an impact on how I think about things. And they are stories that I go back to when situations come up. So we're going to talk about the mindset of resiliency, gratitude, accepting things as is, and letting things go. So I really hope you enjoy these stories as much as I do and that you take at least one of them, that it resonates with you and it's something that you can come back to when you need to shift your mindset. All of these mindsets are really like a muscle that you have to strengthen and grow. And so the more you are able to bring awareness to how you're thinking, how you're behaving, the more you can improve your natural reactions to things and the easier it is to live in ease and flow. So thanks for joining me. We are going to start with the mindset of resiliency. And having a resilient mind means you are able to overcome obstacles, that you're really able to use challenges as a way to expand and grow instead of getting buried by them. One of my favorite stories about resiliency is about the donkey and the well. And unfortunately, I don't know the origin of the story. It's been passed down orally for years and years and years and is often used in motivational speeches for adults and children. But it's a real simple story and I think it has such a, a wonderful meaning. So once upon a time, there was a farmer who had a donkey. They both would work hard in the farm all day long and return home to rest. One day, while working in the farm, the donkey fell down into a well. The donkey was terrified and unable to get out of the well. He cried piteously for hours as the farmer tried to figure out what to do. Oh, what should I do? I will never be able to pull him out myself, the farmer thought. Finally, he decided the animal was very old and came to terms with the thought of losing him forever. The well also needs to be be filled up. Let us cover it with mud. He called a few neighbors over to help him. They all grabbed a shovel and started throwing mud inside to cover up the well. The donkey realized that the farmer had given up on him. He was extremely sad and started crying a lot. Then he composed himself and quieted down. A few shovel loads later, the farmer finally looked down the well. He was astonished at what he saw. With each shovel of mud that hit his back, the donkey was doing something unexpected. He would shake off the mud and take a step up. 
As the farmer's neighbors continued to shovel mud on top of the animal, he would shake it off and take a step up. Pretty soon, everyone was amazed as the donkey stepped right up over the edge of the wall and happily trotted off. So I don't want to talk about the farmer and that he decided to bury an animal alive because that's not the point of the story. But I do want to talk about the donkey and how badass he is. Because first he felt the emotions. He felt the panic. Then he felt the sadness when somebody he cared about gave up on him. But then he found his resolve. He became resilient. And as they slung mud on his back, he used that mud to elevate himself. With each shovel, he rose higher until he was exactly where he wanted to be, which was able to run off and find better friends. So I hope this is a story that um, resonates with you as well. When you have challenges come up, remember this donkey, learn from this donkey and say, okay, you're throwing mud on my back. I see you. I see you people. I see you situations. I see you health crisis. I see you job concerns, but how are you channeling your inner donkey? How are you shaking it off and using this as an opportunity to grow, to learn and grow and step up? So when things are thrown at you, are you able to shake it off and use it to step up? So I had to go there. It's okay. We shook it off, the donkey shook it off, and now we're back on track. So it is a perfect segue into the the next uh, little story I'm going to tell you about, which is about the rule number six. And rule number six is from The Art of Possibility by Benjamin Zander, but it came to me by way of Wayne Dyer. And I just really, really love this story. And it makes me channel pink. So we go from Taylor Swift to pink. But here we go. Um, Two prime ministers are sitting in a room discussing affairs of state. Suddenly a man burst in, apoplectic with fury, shouting and stamping and banging his fist on the desk. The resident prime minister admonishes him. Peter, he says, kindly remember rule number six whereupon Peter is instantly restored to complete calm, apologizes, and withdraws. The politicians return to their conversation, only to be interrupted yet again 20 minutes later by a hysterical woman gestating wildly and her hair flying. Again, the intruder is greeted with the words, Marie, please remember rule number six. Complete calm descends once more, and she too withdraws with a bow and an apology. When the scene is repeated for the third time, the visiting prime minister addresses his colleague. My dear friend, I've seen many things in my life, but never anything as remarkable as this. Would you be willing to share with me the secret of rule number six? Very simple, replies the resident prime minister. Rule number six is don't take yourself so damn seriously. Ah, says his visitor, that is a fine rule. After a moment of pondering, he inquires, and what may I ask? 
are the other rules? There aren't any, he replies. I think we all need a constant reminder of rule number six and to not take ourselves so seriously, which means not getting so frustrated with others. You're driving to work. You're just driving to work. You are not solving everybody's problems in your commute. And so one person needing to get over is not is not something that should break your day. Like, let the person over, turn up your radio, sing a song. It's not that big of a deal. When you are in Starbucks and you feel like you are in a hurry and the person ahead of you is ordering a venti macchiato half decaf double pump triple Yahtzee, whatever, it's okay. You're going to get your coffee. It's not that big of a deal. Remember rule number six and that way you will kind of make yourself laugh and remember that this isn't serious. You're getting a coffee. You're carrying on with your day. Take a deep breath and let it go. Um, all of the world's problems don't require you to, uh, my mom's old saying was, get your panties in a wide. Surely there's a better one than that, but I cannot think of it right now. So just let things go. Don't let it frustrate you. And music is a great way to just be in the moment and and remember not to take things so seriously. So I have a 12-year-old daughter. She is still on the journey to not take things seriously and um, especially to not be impacted so greatly about what others might be thinking about her and what they might be thinking about me. And so she is having to come to terms with the fact that Pink and I are never going to not dance again. And so when we're in the ice cream shop and there's a good song on, you might as well just dance and don't take yourself so seriously. Have a good time because fun is contagious. When you're having fun, people around you will have fun. So try not to take yourself so seriously and try not to expect others to either. Like let's all just learn to have a little bit bigger smile and a little bit more fun. I wanna take a quick break from the podcast to tell you about a product I love. Moment Botanical Waters. With a variety of flavors, both still and sparkling, they offer a delicious way to treat your body well. I initially started drinking them for what they don't have. No caffeine, no artificial flavors, no sugar, no alcohol. What I have come to love is what they do have. Healthy botanicals and adaptogens like ashwagandha and L-theanine that increase your alpha brain waves, reduce stress and brain fog, and improve sleep quality. Want to give drinking your meditation a try? This is your moment. Link is in the show notes. My next story is one about accepting things as is, and our reaction is what creates opportunities or problems, they are are not situations which are intrinsically good or bad. It is really how we react and what we make of our situations. So there once was a farmer in ancient China who owned a horse. You are so lucky, his neighbors told him, to have a horse to pull the cart for you. 
Am I? The former replied. One day he didn't latch the gate properly and the horse ran off. Oh no, what a disaster, his neighbors cried. Such terrible misfortune. Is it? The farmer replied. A few days later, the horse returned, bringing six wild horses with it. How fantastic! You are so lucky, his neighbors told him. Now you are rich. Am I? The farmer replied. The following week, the farmer's son was breaking in one of the wild horses when it kicked out and broke his leg. Oh no, the neighbors cried. Such bad luck again, all over again. Is it? replied the farmer. The next day, soldiers came and took away all the young men to go fight in the war. The farmer's son was left behind. You are so lucky, his neighbors cried. Am I? the farmer replied. Whenever we interpret a situation as being a problem or an opportunity, it shapes the way we feel, which shapes how we respond. But if we just take the situation for what it is, then we are able to respond in a positive or negative way. And I can tell you that when I hear this story, what I think back to is the COVID pandemic. And I am definitely guilty of not taking things as is. I was scared and confused and definitely latched on to getting information wherever I could and not checking to see if what information was given to me was legit as is, this is truly what is happening, or if it was driven by fear, control, um, politics. So it is, it's really important for me to think back on situations when I have definitely been hearing things and prescribing a reaction to them. Like, this is what it is. And then I immediately jump to level 10 of of one emotion or another. And now I can look back and COVID was, was wonderful for me and my family. I know a lot of people had health concerns, had real, real struggles with employment and financially. But for my family, if I accept it as is, It allowed my husband, who traveled all the time, to spend months at home with us. And it allowed his clients to realize he can do the job from home and doesn't need to fly out for for a one-hour meeting here and there. It allowed him to see that he can run a business and allow his employees to have more flexible hours and continue to work home from home for a couple of days a week. It allowed us to really connect as a family. And so I just now, when I'm thinking back onto what those days were like, if I would have had the wherewithal to see things just as is, like what is the actual impact this is happening on me? not just in hindsight, but in the moment, I could have really appreciated more that time with my family. 
if I would have turned off the news and, and not let the fear of the unknown or uh, other people's reactions to what's going on impact me so much. I know that I could have enjoyed that time more. And now in hindsight, I'm very appreciative of the time I had to read and study and do my own self-development. But this is definitely an area that I continue to work on and not, not assigning a positive or a negative to a situation, but, but what is it? What is actually going on? And then how do I respond to it? Because that's what's going to determine whether or not the situation is positive or negative. This next story I think about often when I am fixated on something and can't seem to get over a silly mistake I've made or a silly mistake somebody else has made. I I think of this story and I'm hopeful that if you haven't heard it, it's definitely one to keep. It is a story of two monks, and it's a a Buddhist parable. And the story goes that two monks were traveling together, a senior and a junior, and they came to a river with a strong current where a young woman was waiting, unable to cross. She asked the monks if they would help her across the river. Without a word, and in spite of the sacred vow he'd taken not to touch women, The older monk picks her up, crosses, and set her down on the other side. The younger monk joins them across the river and is aghast that the older monk has broken his vow, but he doesn't say anything. An hour passes as he travels on, then two hours, then three. Finally, the now quite agitated younger monk can stand it no longer. Why did you carry that woman when we took a vow as monks not to touch women? The older monk replies, I set her down hours ago by the side of the river. Why are you still carrying her? Isn't that such an amazing story to remind us not to let the past ruin the present? I think a lot of people do this uh, when they are stuck in the victim mindset, when they are continually finding blame from their childhood, from their employment, from their friends, from their spouses, that they can't have a good moment because they're so busy thinking about how they have been wronged or somebody's done something wrong or even early in my marriage, when we would have an argument, Mark would then not speak to me for three days. And a lot of times, by the time we were speaking again, neither of us would actually remember why we weren't speaking to each other. Now we weren't speaking because somebody was going to have to come to the table and like break the break the silence and neither of us were willing to do that. But what were we even fighting about? And so we would ruin three days that we had together because of something probably very, very silly and and small. But we would take the one small thing and just let it snowball until it had created days of tension and days of silence. And so it's really important to remember the monks and remember that that moment is gone 
So don't let it impact this one. And that goes, if you're driving on the road and somebody cuts you off and you're still talking about it 30 minutes later, like they're gone. They've moved on with their day. You can too. Let the driver go. I saw a post the other day on social media and it was absolutely perfect. It was questioning like, did you actually have a bad day or did you have bad five minutes that you allowed to ruin your whole day? And we're, we're so guilty of that, right? Having one little bad interaction, one bad moment, one, one bad occurrence, encounter, a situation, and then allowing it to continue to impact how we feel about the rest of the day, how we show up for others. Um, when somebody sees you and you decide to unload on them and tell them about your very bad day and how you are grumpy with the cashier who's checking you out because you're having a very bad day. Like when you have a bad situation, put the girl down. You don't have to take care of her with you. Think of the monk who did what he had to do and then put her down and carried about his business. So be the monk after you're the donkey and shake it off. Then you're going to be the monk. My last story today is on one of my favorite, favorite ways to improve your mindset, to amplify your energy. Like we all focus now on healing and clearing, but there is another way to improve your energy and that is to grow it, to grow it with joy and gratitude. And this story is about gratitude. It is called The Black Dot. One day, a professor entered the classroom and asked his students to prepare for a surprise test. They waited anxiously at their desk for the test to begin. The professor handed out the question paper with the text facing down as usual. Once he handed them all out, he asked his students to turn the page and begin. To everyone's surprise, there were no questions, just a black dot in the center of the page. The professor, seeing the expression on everyone's face, told them the following. I want you to write what you see. The students, confused, got started on the inexplicable task. At the end of the class, the professor took all the answer papers and started reading each one of them aloud in front of all the students. All of them, with no exceptions, described the black dot, trying to explain its position in the middle of the sheet, its diameter, everything about it. After all had been read, the classroom silent, the professor began to explain. I'm not going to grade you on this. I just want to give you something to think about. No one wrote about the white part of the paper. Everyone focused on the black dot. And the same happens in our lives. We have a white paper to observe and enjoy, but we always focus on the dark spot. Our life is a gift given to us by God with love and care, and we always have reasons to celebrate. Nature renewing itself every day, our friends around us, the job that provides our livelihood, the miracles we see every day, However, we insist on focusing only on the dark spots, 
the health issues that bother us, the lack of money, the complicated relationship with a family member, the disappointment with a friend, etc. The dark spots are really small compared to everything we have in our lives, but they are the ones that pollute our minds. Take your eyes away from the black spots in your life. Enjoy each one of your blessings, each moment that life gives you by. Be happy and live a positive life. We can all be so guilty of focusing on the dark spots, but I want us all to take our attention to the white space. Take your attention to your blessings, to the abundance you may have, be it money, health, friends, uh, employment, intellect, uh, speed, whatever you have that you know was given as a blessing to you, focus on that. And I challenge you to start making a, a daily list. So if you want to write down five things each day that you're grateful for, um, I use a gratitude journal and I don't make a list. I make a just a one page entry. And I love it because I can flip back and look at when I was at a tennis tournament with friends and really getting to connect with them. And I felt such gratitude for the ability to play, to to connect with other ladies and engage in competition and friendship and um you know, root each other on. But I love looking back at those entries or looking back when it was a child's birthday. And I just choose that day to reflect on on how grateful I am to have that little person in my life. But you can use each day, but try to think of, of just a way that you can bring more of the white space into your life. Because when you focus on the positive and move away from the dark spot, you're going to see so much more positivity in your life. Where your focus goes, your energy flows. So make sure you are focusing on the things that you want to amplify. So I hope you've enjoyed these stories. Um, I hope that they resonate with you and give you things to think about as far as not taking yourself seriously and just really living in the present moment and with a joyful heart. I will start my gratitude list with you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for being here. Thank you for rating and reviewing the podcast and sharing with friends so it will grow. I will see you next week, and in the meantime, I'll be dancing.